Hello, my friends. Jeff Salzman here. It's Tuesday, December 22nd. It's winter solstice up here in the north. I'm sitting here by my fire and feeling warm and wonderful. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening to the Daily Evolver for this last year and previous, and to wish you a enchanted holiday season. And I just want to share a few thoughts on this idea of enchantment, because I really think it's an important part of integral practice that is particularly potent this time of year. One of the primary goals of integral practice in general is to re-embrace the gifts of the earlier stages of our development, both as individuals and as humanity. Uh, these are often gifts that have been left behind. And enchantment is one of the gifts that really comes online in what we would call the magenta altitude in Ken Wilber's aqua model or the purple meme in spiral dynamics. And it's a world that we're basically born into. It's a world that is ruled by magic as, as we become conscious um, we are really ushered into a magical world. As a little kid, I literally believed in the tooth fairy, and I'll bet you did too. And I believed that the fairy tales were real, and Santa Claus, and the baby Jesus, and that's all beautiful in its time. But eventually we grow out of that, naturally. And if I could point to one event, and often it is one event that sort of turns the tables. If I could point to one where the realization that magic wasn't as real as I thought it was, it would be that climactic scene in The Wizard of Oz in the movie when Toto the dog pulls back the curtain to reveal that the great and powerful Wizard of Oz is just this cringy, cringy little man operating a giant puppet with loudspeakers and smoke machines. And that was hard to take in a while. I remember, I remember feeling sort of uh, a pit in my stomach, but yet also a validation of this sneaking suspicion that had been building up. You know, I'm probably eight, nine years old at this point, where this whole magical thing of, you know, good and bad witches, flying monkeys, the time travel, that it's all a house of cards. And, you know, as I said, that's evolutionarily potent at age seven, eight, nine you really want to stop believing in the tooth theory and find strength in yourself. This is what the wizard does. You know, you, you, you have your own courage, you have your own heart, you have your own brain. But there is a certain wound that I feel to this day, that's sort of a wound of disenchantment. And of course, then we're introduced to the world of science and reason and materialism. And from an integral perspective, this is right on schedule. This is, as we get to the modern world, the collapse of what we would call an integral, the left-hand quadrants, or the interiority of human beings, my own consciousness, or the consciousness of the collective culture, that gets collapsed into the right-hand quadrants, into my body, and into and, and the material dimensions of reality. And so consciousness, according to materialism, is a subjective illusion, a delusion, really, that is created by the molecules and neurons of our brain and these are dedicated to the survival and passing on to genes. And there are a few interesting side effects of this process that's grinding away in our brains. And one of these side effects is this idea that we human beings have that we are conscious. 
in the sense that we have an interior world and that we love one another and that that love is more than oxytocin in our brain, that we have free will, that art and creativity are meaningful. All of these, according to scientific materialism, are the result of evolutionary meaningless behaviors by our genes and neurons and biological forces. And at some point, that begins to wear thin, that worldview. And it happened to me. It's like at some point I thought, wait a minute. Why again is consciousness merely a function of my brain? I get that science can't really enter the interiors of human beings. It can't solidify it. It can't count it and measure it as it can widgets. Uh, but does that mean the interiors don't exist? That thinking itself seems to me to be anti-scientific, which leaves me with, well, I, I sort of rely on a quote from one of history's greatest scientists and mystics, Albert Einstein, who said, there are two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. And I love that because this allows me to have the option of seeing the world as re-enchanted, that possibly it's just overflowing with meaning. And, and I have to say, there's a part of me, and I think all of us modernists, who shrinks away from that and, and thinks that it's a regression, it's silly and childish, that we're running away somehow from the complicated and challenging world as it is. But what if it's true? And I have to say, as we get an ever deeper understanding of cosmic evolution and cultural evolution, it certainly seems to be true. The universe itself, starting with the Big Bang, is an act of creativity, plain as day. And every subsequent moment is a creative event. We can see plainly that as history has unfolded, at least in this little pinprick corner of the universe of planet Earth, that it has unfolded into ever-increasing complexity and goodness and truth and beauty, with exceptions, of course, but in the whole. And we see that the world itself is enchanted. This is an important principle that I think ushers us into integral consciousness. And, you know, I don't want to belabor it. I just think that it's a lovely time of year to remember that and to practice it. Remember, practice is that thing that we do not to be successful, but to be faithful. And the question is, of course, faithful to what? Faithful to the possibility that there is something tremendously important going on here in the world and in our life. And that all life asks of us is that we be awake to it, that we live it, that we become who we are and express our wisdom and virtue and love into the world. And that we are living our lives as a creative act, an echo of the Big Bang in every moment. And that we are being lived as a creative act. And with the rising sun here in the north 
and the beginning of the new year, I hope that I and we can practice remembering that. Okay, folks, we'll be back with the first Daily Evolver Live of the winter season on Tuesday night, January 5th. Until then, have a great holiday. We'll be posting some tweets and this and that in the meantime. And I'd like to leave you with a little of my very favorite integral poet, Walt Whitman. And this is from The Poem of Perfect Miracles. Walt Whitman writes, To me, every hour of the light and dark is a miracle. Every inch of space is a miracle. Every square yard of the surface of the earth is spread with the same. Every cubic foot of the interior swarms with the same. Every spear of grass, the frames, limbs, organs of men and women, and all that concerns them, all these to me are unspeakably perfect miracles. <laughs>